Hey y'all out there in isolation land, it is me, JB, at Juicebox Says from Instagram, and it's time for a new episode. I'm realizing just over a week into December that maybe at the strike of New Year's of 2021 that maybe all of our problems won't go away, as we maybe have hoped, and we can't only blame uh, this weird year for it. So keep wearing your masks, um, keep social distancing, Keep doing the safety precautions and keeping your community safe. But also, this season, make sure you're supporting local businesses through ordering online or doing their curbside pickup or ordering food for pickup or delivery. I am currently waiting on an order from Chopsticks, my favorite local karaoke bar, who is obviously not doing karaoke right now, but I can get some tofu stir-fry, right? I'm waiting for that. But if all these things are making you feel a little emo, I have the episode for you because today I interview Amy Fleischer Madden, who is a creative force and who I often would call Amy Fiddler because when she was 16 years old, back in those wonderful 90s, she started Fiddler Records, which I used to street team for. And I've just loved supporting her through all these times of different creative things. She wrote a book a few years back called A Million Miles that is like a really fun, like, YA kind of book of uh, her fictionalized version of her story of touring around uh, the country with a band. It's really fun and cool. I'm just so excited to talk to her. Before we get into it, I want to play one of the bands that she helped break. She helped break bands like Newfound Glory and Dashboard Confessional, who's been an important band throughout my life. Um, I'm going to share a quick, the only Dashboard song that appeared on my Isolation Reflections playlist. Here's a short clip. This is the lyric that really stood out to me during this time. And she said, no one is alone the way you are alone. And I held her looser than I would have if I ever could have known. Some things tie your life together in slender threads and things to treasure. Days like that should last and last and last. But I've already lost. But I've already lost. She said, No one is alone the way you are alone. <laughs> Um, Doesn't it just feel like that sometimes? Like, no one feels loneliness the same way we do. This song is a really, was really striking to me early in isolation of just not knowing that I wasn't going to see so many people that were important to me for so long. And so, you know, it keeps repeating, but you've already lost when you only had barely enough of her to hang on and there's obviously like some breakup elements in this and there's some like loss and maybe even loss to death and i've experienced that during this time so i'm just saying like reach out to the people that matter to you and yeah but there's some emoness and here's some more emoness with some fun friendly laughter coming here's my interview with amy fleischer madden <laughs> Karina's excited about it too. All right, I am on the Zoom with writer, creative director, my hero, Amy Fleischer Madden. <laughs> Hi, Amy. Hi, you're too sweet. Um, so, like, a lot of the first part of what we do is like kind of talk about how we know each other, and 
you're a cool one to talk about that with. So I was trying to remember, did we meet outside of a show once? That was like at the El Rey or no, the Wiltern? I How think, did we meet? I, th I think in person, I think it was yeah, outside of one of those two venues. Those venues, I always get confused. It was, I, okay, it was, so if it's that, that was it. That was the Wiltern and I was carrying my daughter. She was like, yes. one something. Yeah. And I was bringing her to meet Chris Caraba for the first time ever. Right. Like I was surprising him at like sound check with a kid. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, that is what it was. That was the first time we actually met in person. You're right. But I've yeah. like known you through the internet since for a bit. I think twenty years. <laughs> because oh. I'm remembering that I so I like uh uh, I street teamed for Fiddler. Okay, which was very, as we say, loosey-goosey. <laughs> right. Um, street team, send you stickers and maybe you hand them out, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I went to like a recover show at like a record store in Arizona. Mm. And like handed out flyers and I was nervous about it. That's awesome. <laughs> but yes, the That's first time we met in person, yeah, you already had like a kid and like- Yeah, I was, I was already retired. <laughs> And life was different for both of us. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, we've like ran around in the same circles um, on the internet and music wise forever. Well, yeah, because Chris would tell me about you and Courtney and uh -huh. he would call you the DC kids. And I always thought you were from DC. And then when I met you, I was like, you're, you're a long way from DC. And you're like, no, I'm from Arizona. And I was like, wait, what? Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's DC for dashboard. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. We yeah. had to interpret what Chris meant. Um, that's yeah. funny. Um, so, yeah. So, how has this year been for you? For all of us, it's been weird. What, is, what has it been like for you? It's hard because there are people that have had legitimate horrible horrible years like uh with covid and finances and just like your life is upside down and it feels really ridiculous to be like oh i've had such a shit year and then you're like wait but i'm like degrading my feelings which right. are true but you're like also you don't want to discredit somebody that's actually like suffering from a horrible virus that like we're all trying to totally avoid um yeah. so you know on paper like fine like we're so lucky we're healthy like jobs are okay like everything's okay um but you know in in practice like it's been a really weird year yeah <laughs> so. Yeah, does that does that make sense? Like, yeah, how has it played out for you? Like, you already were kind of going into like a creative thing of just trying to figure out what you were gonna do, and then yeah. So yeah. I I have a daughter. She's she just turned five, and I decided when I was pregnant uh, that I was going to be mom, which not a lot of people get that decision. I'm very lucky to have been able to be like I'm gonna stay with my kid while she's yeah. um so i really put the brakes on work uh 
you know, I would do freelance stuff here and there and I would write here and there, but I was really mom. And I, as she was four ish, I was like, okay, when she's five, like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to like really write and really freelance out there and make some cool things. And, um, I had some big projects that I've been like, you know, they've been running around my head for years. And I was like, this is it. It's going to happen. And literally like, as I was ramping up to do everything, it was like hard stop. School is closed. I'm home 24 seven. There's no, there's no more work time for me. Like I'm back to, or even for the first time I'm, I'm now every day is Tuesday, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was a bummer. I had to like resign from a couple of freelance jobs. I was really excited about oh, wow. because, you know, my daughter wakes up at on a good day six. So <laughs> I'm yeah. with from six a.m. to whenever bedtime is, you know, seven or eight or whatever. And I would try to like have that like, okay, my kids asleep. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna do things and like be productive. And I just like, I think the stress of COVID and the like, it's like the pressure of everything. I couldn't, I couldn't function. Like I was like, oh, I can get a couple of hours in like at midnight and uh, it, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> and I think especially with creative stuff, it's a really weird, you can't just be like, oh, I'm gonna do data entry for two hours now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that I could have done. I could have. Yeah, exactly. Bloop, bloop, bloop. I mean, not to discredit that either. I, yeah. I, like, I probably would have been like, I can't look at numbers right now. But um, yeah. When, but our brains when, are our brains are just yeah. not ready because you can't just be like, okay, creative time. Uh, no. I got yeah, this. and then yeah. and then it would like make me sad that I couldn't really like do anything, and it was like, oh, I just feel like I'm a big yeah. potato, and I just need to watch TV and jam, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a time. It's been a year. Um, and then, so the whole idea of the, um, podcast is like to go through songs that are helping us through the year. And your first initial response to me on Instagram was that songs have been your enemy this year. Yeah. I, and it's, I've had this like, music is like a tangible person in my life sometimes like it's like it's been my roommate it's been my boss like it's like this yeah thing. and I started to notice as I was like bopping around you know driving to pick up groceries or find bread you know <laughs> Los Angeles got real weird for a couple months um oh, yeah uh like an old song would come on and it would just like destroy me. Like it was like, I could not listen to anything nostalgic. Um, Cause it started to really just like hammer home that, oh, I'm not gonna see my friends for a really long time. Cause like a lot of music for me is friends. It's like, when I see my friends, it's what we talk about. It's what we're like, it's our thing, you know, obviously yeah. <laughs> you are the same. Um, and like, I just, I, there was one day I was alone in my car by chance, which was very rare in the beginning of everything. Um, and Saves the Day or something came on and I just started like bawling. And right. I was like, oh, I'm not okay. This is not okay. <laughs> like, and, and maybe it's good to feel that and cry and like 
process it, but I just started to realize like I can't I can't yeah. dig into my usual tunes, you know? Yeah. When emo makes you cry for whole new reasons, it's it's it became so real. Like it yeah, was like, oh totally my god, I'm sense. becoming the cliche of the thing. Like, oh no. no. That totally makes sense though. I mean, because yeah, you've yeah, worked with a lot of bands and you've been friends and toured and like Yeah. Yeah. And, so the literally are tangible people sometimes. And then yeah, it's that thing that's always the first thing you talk about. Yeah. And I was on this like, you know, Saves the Day had been doing a bunch of shows as Saves the Day and then Chris was doing solo shows. So I I had seen Chris Conley like four times in three months. And we never get to see each other that much. And it was like fun. It was like yeah, Yay, we get to hang and be buddies. And then it was just like, oh man, I don't know when I'm going to see you again. Like, yeah. it's, it really like did a number on me. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then today you caved and you gave me some songs that we could listen to. <laughs> um. Um, I gave you two. Um, and I, I don't know. I know, I know by Spotify's horrible algorithm that they are accurate they are my most listened to um, oh, okay that's funny they're legitimate but like and i i'm working on this a photo book thing um yeah photo book archive and i've had to start like going back and listening to things for like scholastic reasons like okay is this emo when was the era did it matter like like i've gotten so to keep myself busy now that thankfully my child is back in school she goes to this teeny tiny school and it's safe and it's wonderful and i have like now i have time but now i have nothing to do again um yeah so i started working on this book and i'm finding myself listening to bands that i didn't listen to 20 years ago because uh, of whatever reason, like cool points or what team they were on or whatever. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no. And, um, and I'm trying to be really like accurate about what emo is in this book. And uh, someone told me they had photos of a band called Hello Goodbye. And I never listened to them way back when. Like, I, I just knew them as the band that had the avocado on their artwork yeah. and named after the Beatles in some way. And I, I went onto Spotify and I listened to the top song and I was like, this is a jam. Like, this is so good. This is <laughs> such a good song. Like, oh my gosh. And I've just been listening to that on repeat for like a few days, but that's not my whole year. <laughs> um, <laughs> you outed really yourself. You were. You said you weren't gonna. I know. Repeat. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I love it so much. Like it's like, oh man, this is a really good song. Like it's a, it's a, emo. So and yeah, I mean, you're never gonna be able to like qualify it in a way that people are gonna all agree on. I mean, the emo police is real, dude. It's <laughs> it's like it's real, and I'm going to get in trouble with people because I'm going yeah. to put. Texas is the reason and follow boy in the same book. Right. People are going to get mad. They're going to be like, nope, nope, this is unholy. You're crossing religion. No. But I'm, but I'm glad that you will because that's what we need. Like, because you need to be that. You need to be the joiner of people. You're the, you know. I will do it. I will be the joiner. And I'll take the heat. Like, 
you know, whatever cool music websites there are left in the world these days will probably hate it. But I, I can, I can draw a, a mathematical equation that links sure. Texas to the reason directly to Fallout Boy. That is a thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I have one of my best friends is like more than a decade younger than me, but we both love emo. But their emo is totally different than mine. Um, but it's interesting. We both have like shown each other things. We're like, oh yeah, that counts. Oh yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, that's totally, so totally. Good. That's interesting. One of my best friends is a decade exactly younger than me, and he. I sent him, of course. I sent him the Hello Goodbye song, and he was like, oh, high school. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so much older than you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. yeah. I've ran like emo karaoke nights at the karaoke place I work, and like. Yeah. I'm, people will come up and ask if I have this band. I was like, I've never even heard of that. It's so but, crazy. Um, what, what song do you want to listen to first of the two? Uh, ooh, do you want to start happy? Or you want to start sad? You run the vibe. <laughs> um, let's, let's, let's start happy. <laughs> then we'll put everybody to bed with the sad. And the, and okay, the we'll, we'll say goodbye and make everyone really sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first song is Water Parks then. I just cried into a shirt I could never afford last year My Drake problems, my fake problems But it's really how I'm feeling here I guess at least my work is working right I think people like me better when I'm hurt inside They say it's not true and they hope I'm alright But the eyes probably rolled at the birth line Blown. I want cool shirts, I like cool rings I want a big house but I'm hiding I think I'm halfway there but my heart feels off So what's the point of being great if you're great Somehow I'll pick you up We can ride I'll fly away Like a bar My own airline I'll take you with me We can ride Alright, we just listened to Loki as Hell by Water Parks um, When Amy sent me the song I thought she was saying Water Parks, Loki as Hell Like <laughs> I didn't know that was the name of the song. I thought you were just like being really hip. And I don't really exactly know what low-key high-key means. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not that hip. I'm, I have a hard time with the kids these days. <laughs> um, I have a couple of things to say about the song, but what, what's the song mean to you? And I, I know you have a connection to Austin or to Waterpark. I do, I do. I, uh, uh, well, my husband's company manages his band so he's been in my life for a very long time at this point i guess like five six years cool and um and then last year we worked he wrote he wrote a book and we we worked on that together for like a year and we got super close um as you do when you work on a book with somebody um but i've always been a fan like i remember hearing him the first time and I was like oh this is really good like this this sounds like someone I would be friends with like you know yeah that's fun yeah um and the song for me I think there's just I know he wrote parts of it at least in quarantine and there's a there's a lyric that just says I just want to see my stupid fucking friends daily and I was just like and when I hear that it like gives me a little chills and it's like me too bud i do i do want to see my friends daily too um so it's kind of sad but it's it's upbeat and it makes you kind of bop your head you know for sure i like the the line that stood out to me that kind of connects to like 
this time or whatever is the I'll probably die in my apartment that I couldn't afford last year. Um, And just like, yeah, like the times of like when we're counting the successes we have had or like the things that are going, then we're just kind of like sitting in it. Um, Totally, totally. Um, Yeah, I think because he had hit a point in his career where he was still like technically living at his parents' house in Texas, you know, when he wasn't on tour. I'm sure there were Airbnbs all over the place that you could extrapolate from lyrics, but um, technically he hadn't like moved out on his own yet. And he had like just finally hit that like financial independence of like, oh, I'm going to move to LA and like have an apartment. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my cat's stepping on the keyboard. That's okay. Um, more cats on keyboards. <laughs> yeah. Cats on keys. Um, but yeah, no, it's, yeah. So it's, it's definitely a, a bop. Like you, uh, it's something, yeah. is it something that can kind of take you and bring you out of it a little bit while still like being present in this time of like, yeah, yeah. We'll see your friends and yeah. Um, is Austin's book that you create objected, is it still around or is it like, it's, it's just, out. Yeah. Okay, it's cool. on um i don't think it matters if i say it but they're about to print more because it it keeps selling out over and over we did two versions for the first pressing there was like a standard issue and then a limited edition i was like let's treat this like vinyl like let's make a cool one that there's less of and the packaging's different um but people really like it it's really cool i get like nice little notes from little austin fans around the world and they're like i like the book and i'm like yeah yeah Um, and then are you working on another book too um or is it kind of like stalled right now so i was trying to think of a way to like explain it so you know in in the theater they say don't say good luck they say like break a leg right and it's kind of like that with writing that i've learned that the second you start talking about the book you've been writing it just kind of like falls apart. And then okay. like the next time you talk to someone, they're like, how's that book you're writing? And you're like, oh, fudge. Like, yeah, it's dead. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, the reason for the next song, which is a Copeland song, is mm-hmm. that I find that when I do write, I need a mood and like I need different moods to kind of like get me in a headspace. Um, yeah be it a good one or a bad one, oddly enough. And uh, yeah, I started, I started writing and I, I hope, I hope it will be a thing. I'm not sure, you know, Uh, I don't want to jinx it. And it's also, there's like weird scientific studies that when you start talking about what you're writing, it does something with your brain where your brain it gets like gratification and it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm done with the thing. And it's like, no, bud, you're not. I can't tell you how many times I've written movies and made TV shows that don't exist (laughs) anywhere. (laughs) So yes, that science is very real. It's super real. It's like, um, it's like, if you tell somebody like I built a tree house, like your brain checks off the box, like, Oh, I, I I I did it. And it's like, no, no, you didn't. Um, so I'm actively writing something, who knows where it will go. Um, it's like nothing I've done before though, which is cool and scary in other ways. Um, like it's like, it's very adult. (laughs) 
like, okay. <laughs> it's like very far away from YA land and it has nothing to do with music. It's like, Oh, cool. Um, so I don't know. I'm just trying that out, you know? Cool. Well, let's listen to the song that, that you said this is in the mood of the, of the thing yeah. that we're not allowed to talk about. <laughs> it's, it's the whole record. So okay. I, uh, I, only knew of Copeland, um, a friend of mine toured with them years ago. And then I only knew of them like peripherally, like I wasn't listening to it actively. And then my best friend that's 10 years younger, he loved Copeland, has right. like a Copeland tattoo. And I still like never like latched onto it. And then I wish I could remember how, it just popped up as a like, maybe it was a Spotify thing, like new release mm -hmm. radar or something. And the production is so good. And it's like, it just checked all my boxes. And then when I started writing and listening to it, like it gets kind of like, uh, I don't know a good word for it. I guess maybe like disgusting. Like I'll listen to it all day for like six hours straight. like. And then I'll do it again the next day because I have to stay in like the scenes that I'm in. Yeah. So I've listened to this record as a whole, like thousands of times. Like it's cool. crazy. But so yeah, your Spotify top hundred is like the albums like up there. It is, yeah. it yeah. is. It's <laughs> like, it was Waterparks Loki and Copeland Blushing, I think the record. I don't even know what it's called. It's called Blushing, I think. It was a wild, wild dream. But I was afraid to love you The years went by, I was chasing your shape Now it feels as though I would, would tremble the tattoo All these years I was typing your name And suddenly, you're not a smile on the screen pretty right yeah. yeah there's and i i'm not usually uh i think that different instrumentation can be done well and, and it has to be done seamlessly but i'm not usually a horn right. person and i love it i like i love it so much um yeah i think the programming is amazing i think it's so good uh i guess it came out last year um but even mm -hmm. like the whole like suddenly you're not a smile on a screen is such an interesting thing yeah. for this year. Totally. Because that's what we are right now. It's like, we're just always just gonna be smiles on the screen. Yeah, it hits it hits differently this year for sure. Um, and I, I like toy with like what it could mean. Like at first I thought it was a song about like an online romance. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, did they meet online? And like this guy's flying out to see her and then it's like there entangled encounter um but then as i listen to it more i don't i don't really know if that's what it is you know yeah i i um i don't know i was trying to kind of figure it out too um 
to me, it could be still like something similar, but I, I kind of interpreted it as like this, like, even though it, we have this separation, like you take me to places that are beyond Ooh. this like moment. Yeah, no, I like, like that. I also super dark with it. Like maybe this guy is like a stalker <laughs> and he's stalking a person that's on television. That's true too, like, yeah. Like I don't know so you at all, but yeah. Yeah, like, and then, like, I think he hit me when it was, like, miles above the canyon. I was like, canyon is a very Los Angeles word, my friend. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I kind of let my brain wander with what it could be about. And then I just, like, shut it down. And I'm like, just like it. Just just listen to it. Yeah. But it's a whole, it's a whole album listen. I promise. <laughs> yeah, that's when a lot of I've actually used music this time to, to like, process things is, yeah, just listening to an album as an album and like sitting with it and sometimes yeah returning to like these albums from the past and being like oh like that's why it was important to me and now it makes more sense in a different way so yeah cool yep. i love both those songs um is there anything you want to promote or like point us towards i know that this is a weird time because nothing's really happening i only want to promote for people to shop small mm -hmm. which i'm I feel like our world is probably very in tune with that already. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm a food person and I feel like restaurants are about to take another really bad hit, like servers, everything. Like, yeah. I think I don't, you know, I think that I'll, I'll make it a two part shout out. <laughs> I think number one, if you can afford to help your local economy food wise amazing if you can't everyone understands type mm. thing um and then i think a lot of musicians are turning to like live stream events um there's a really cool company called veeps okay <laughs> may or may not be related to the founders of um, <laughs> they do some really great uh ticketed events that are live um and those are really important because bands and musicians are i would hope so very all, all across the board but usually very good about like even though their touring staff is not involved with these things they're like trickling it down because i mean even from like a merch person to a guitar tech to a stage manager like those people are just stuck at home with no income totally, so yeah. If you can buy a live stream pass or buy a shirt from a band that you love, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, I'm going to come out of this year with so many cool band shirts <laughs> that no one uh, has seen because I'm just like hoarding them. Because I just, yeah, that's what I keep doing. I keep being like, well, like, and yeah, I would say what I, what I was saying to people was like, look at your top 10 on your Spotify thing. Yeah, and go buy and go something. buy something from each of those bands, those top ten bands or top five bands or whatever. Like, yeah, and you won't be like disappointed if you buy vinyl right. or a shirt or like a pass to a show type right. thing. Like, you love that person. Give them ten bucks because totally. streaming royalties, uh, streaming royalties are just like embarrassing. Yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah, people really need that help right now. Yeah, I love it. Um. Thanks so much for talking to me and taking a moment away from being 
uh, a mom and <laughs> in this weird world and like, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad we did this. I was nervous, but I'm glad it's we easy. did it. It's easy. It's so, super easy. So now you have to start your podcast. Um, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, you could do it as a companion piece to the book, you're, the photo book you're putting together, I think. I think so. Um, I, I've been saying the word tangible, but I like tangible. Yeah, do, yeah. Like, but people love a podcast. They just love a podcast, you know? Yeah. No, I'm excited yeah. for what you're doing with the. So if anyone's listening and has any emo related things, photos, particularly yeah. for between 96 and 2006, is what you're kind of framing it as? That's it. That's the decade. Um, um, well, high quality. We need we need large resolution if it's digital and like negatives if it's film, okay. um, but photos from that era. All right, for sure. Noted. Yeah. Out into the world now in this other little <laughs> frame of the world. Um, thanks so much for talking to me, Amy. Thank you. I'm so happy to see yeah, you. Yeah, you too. Have a great rest of your year. <laughs> you too. I'm good. sure we'll talk. Yeah. My thanks again to Amy. You can follow her at Amy X Madden on Instagram. Maybe she'll start leaking a little information about the books that are to come. And you can look at the Veeps website. It's in the episode notes if you want to check that out that she mentioned. But I do encourage you to support musicians, independent artists, and local businesses. I'm finishing up my tofu stir fry from Chopsticks, the karaoke place that actually came up in the episode. And yeah. Just stay safe out there, and I'll see you guys so soon. All right. Love you. Bye.